Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. We're talking about the law of seed time and harvest. Nicole did a nice, quick review uh, of seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest is a spiritual law. Okay. Seed time and harvest is a spiritual law, like the law of faith is a spiritual law, and the law of love is a, is a spiritual law. It never changes. So there's seed. Seed that we sow, and then it's time. That's the incubation period. And like she shared in a review, that's the condition of the heart. All right. And then there's harvest, the manifestation of the promises of God. I shared last week that the Bible is not a book of rules, but a but a bag of seeds. The Bible holds sixty six books worth of seeds that will produce a harvest for any area of your life, whether it is spiritually, emotionally, physically, or financially. Many people accept the concept of sowing and reaping, but do not recognize the law of seed time and harvest working in their everyday life. So the principle of seed time and harvest will last as long as the earth remains. This is right after the flood. God made a declaration or a covenant declaration that he would no longer destroy mankind by water because of the evilness that is in their hearts. So he placed a spiritual law into the earth realm. Anything that happens to man, whether it be good or bad, is going to be predicated on seed time and harvest. God has nothing to do with it or the devil. The seed time, whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. And that where, and you go to Galatians. Well, well, let's go to Galatians real quick. Galatians, that's not on the slide, Nicole. So where is that? Galatians. Galatians chapter six. Galatians chapter six. Uh, let's start with the sixth verse. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. Be not deceived. So he's telling us that we can't. We, we could. We could be deceived in this area. Be not deceived. Look at this. God is not mocked. One translation says, one translation says, God is not made a fool of. All right. So don't be deceived in this area. That whatsoever of a man soweth, that shall he also reap at seed time and harvest. But he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing. But in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Okay. So that's the Paul talks about it in Galatians of seed time and harvest. 
be not deceived. God is not made a fool of whatsoever a man soweth, that's what he's going to reap. So that's a spiritual law that we operate in now. It's seed time and harvest. Whatever harvest that you receive from the things of God or the spiritual things of God is predicated on how much seed that you sow towards the things of God. Okay, seed time and harvest. It doesn't happen by uh, osmosis or whatever. It is based on sowing. If you sow into the things of God, you will reap the things of God. If you don't sow into the things of God, you will not reap in, of the things of God. So it's a spiritual law, whether it's for good or for bad. It's seed time and harvest. And then last week we talked about how the kingdom of God is a system of casting seeds into the ground. And we looked at the different conditions of the heart. That's how the kingdom of God operates. God's kingdom operates operate based on seed time and harvest. All right? Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. All right? Okay. Now, what I want to teach you tonight, this is the second part, and then next Thursday we're going to wrap it up before uh, the holidays. Um, I want to go here, uh, Genesis 8, verses 20 to 22. And, and Noah built an ark unto the Lord. It took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offering on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savior. The Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, coal and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Right, this is a promise from God. So in our uh, insurance policy, when a tornado hits and knocks your house down, what does it say in that insurance policy? It's an act of God. What did God say? I'm not going to destroy it, man. So it's not an act of God. All right. So somebody said, well, who's act of? Well, whatever you sow is a spiritual law of sowing. If you sow into wickedness and evilness, uh, you will manifest demonic influence also. Seed time and harvest not only uh, applicable to the things of God, it is also applicable to demonic realm. So we, you can have access to, to the uh, kingdom of darkness that works, all right? So all the tornadoes and hurricanes and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's, that's not the act of God, all right? Because uh, <laughs> I tell you, people are funny, you know. They say, you know, it's a hurricane hit someplace. Or something. Well, 
you know, God trying to teach them something, whatever, you know. But uh, he never hit uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> we have to understand that our God operates on principles and laws, all right? And all the authority has been given to the church. Now, here in Kentucky, we could have shut the whole coronavirus thing down if every pastor of every church in this, in this state would all came into agreement and said, no, we're not shutting our churches down. Number one, we adhere to God. And number two, that's our constitutional right. But since the devil have sown discord among the body of Christ, that's why the enemy was able to uh, further his uh, works and destruction through the coronavirus because the church is not on one accord. We still have churches that are not, that are still not open. All right. So, if it, like I said, if every pastor was in agreement to the word of God, now I'm not talking about being in agreement with how we do things, it's just being in agreement to the word. All right. God is our is our uh, our master and our Lord. Jesus is our master and Lord. So we we get our orders from from Him for the church, not from the state of Kentucky. So it's seed time and harvest. So that's why we've been experiencing because some churches sowed into the things of God, and some churches sowed into the things of Governor Bashir. Governor Bashir became their Lord and Savior. Y'all want to work with me? Yeah. yeah. Governor Bashir became the Lord and Savior. All right? Instead of Jesus, you know? Because we don't understand how the kingdom of God operates. We understand religion, but we don't understand the kingdom of God. Well, now there you go, Pastor. Now. Now, you know, we're thinking about, thinking about our loved ones. We don't want to get them infected. And, you know, we want to, we want to be mindful, you know. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I hear what you're saying and everything. But like I said last week, why uh, they didn't shut the liquor stores and the abortion clinics? Yeah. How is that being mindful of the liquor store being open and killing babies? All right, it's a it is a spiritual thing that we're dealing with. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but it's spiritual. All right, so we have to understand the kingdom of God and how it operates and how we should operate in the kingdom of God. Now, what I want to talk about for the rest of the night, I want to talk about the law of the seed. The law of the seed. And I want to go over different types of seeds will manifest different type of harvests for our lives. The law of the seed. Now we have to realize that God rules the church through his laws. God rules the church through his law. This is what this is called. This is the, this is the constitution of the kingdom. 
right? This is the law of God. Not talking about the Old Testament. I ain't talking about the 600 law. I'm talking about the word of God is his law, is his. So he, he ruled or he runs the church through his law. And we want to look at the law of the seed. Now, what is the law of the seed? The law of the seed is something I have been given that can create anything else I have been promised. I'll say it again. The law of the seed is something that has been given to me that can create anything else I have been promised. Okay, that is the law of the seed. Something that has been given to you. Seeds are given to us on a daily basis that we're not even aware of. You are a warehouse full of seeds. Okay, we are, we are a warehouse. Warehouse is full of seeds. So the law of the seed is something that has been given to me, which I can take that seed and, it, and I can create anything else that I have been promised by the word of God. The first law of the seed is called access. Access. Access is the seed for opportunity. So when you have been given that seed of access, it will manifest an opportunity for your, in your life. The law of access or the seed of access it is the seed for an opportunity when you have access. So when you are given the seed of access, access to certain organization, access to certain individuals, you should not just look at it or take it lightly. You should understand that the law of the seed of access is now giving me an opportunity to manifest the promises of God. Okay. So you don't, you don't take it for granted when you have the seed of access. God has given you the seed of access. He has given you access to individuals or organizations or group for an opportunity to manifest the promises of God in your life, okay? Next we have what is called a seed that is called battle. B-A-T-T-L-E, battle. Child of God, you need to realize something. Now you're born again, and I know how religious churches didn't tell us this, but we should learn how to fight. Not carnal fighting. What did the word say? Fight the good fight of faith. So we should be battle-minded. So the seed, battle is the seed for territory. For territory. You remember when uh, in the book of Joshua, Joshua said, for me and my house shall serve the Lord. He had a seed of battle. So what? That means he would have battle for the territory of his house to continue to serve the Lord. So battle is a seed for territory. Uh, to to, to possess, 
Remember what God told Joshua in the book of Joshua. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. I'm not going to walk with you the way I walked with Moses. How did God walk with Moses when he brought the children of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt? God did everything for them. He fed them. He clothed them. He gave them warmth. And he gave them direction. God did everything for them. But he said, Joshua, I'm going to walk with you differently. I'm going to give you the seed of battle so that you can take territory. You can do what? Possess the land, the promised land. So Joshua went into uh, Jericho possessing. He did battle. And remember, the battle is, is, is not your battle. This battle is of the Lord. Now, there is a battle that we have to deal with, and that battle is to keep our minds renewed and to keep our flesh under. But we don't, this battle is not our battle. This is God's battle. And whenever God gives us a battle seed, it is to take territory. We need to possess something. You will never outgrow warfare when you're walking with God. You're always going to have spiritual warfare. But he has given us the seed of battle that we can battle, we can fight for the territory, not just for, for ourselves, but this territory is for God. All right? and. You know, a lot of pastors have to realize this. A lot of pastors go through this. They have a seat of battle. They have to fight for territory. When they're trying to witness in the area or they're trying to bring the good news in, it's a battle in the realm of the spirit. So God has given that seat of battle so that we can take territory. We can possess the land. We can possess what God has spoken to us that we have a covenant to. When do you stop fighting? You stop fighting when the presence of a giant is evident. <laughs> when do they, when do they stop, fighting? stop fighting? Whenever you are in Canaan land or in the promises of God, and there's a giant there that lets you know that you have entered in to the presence of God. Because if you're not in the presence or where God uh, wants me for you to be, you would not have a giant. How did David, King David, how did David, David was fighting battle for territory. Territory for what? Uh, Saul said, if you kill the giant, that you will be free from taxes. You can have one of my daughters and you, you know, you have the girl, you get money. All right. So David was fighting. So how, how did David know that he was uh, the presence of God there or he was in the right battle? Goliath. David did not get to the throne because of his father, Jesse. He did not get to the throne because of his brothers. He did not get to the throne because he was tending sheep. 
he got to the throne by killing the big one. So we have to renew our minds that a battle is a seed to possess territory. Whenever a giant, look at this, the presence of a giant, you have entered into the promised land. Where there is a giant there, you are in the will of God. Now, a lot of Christians don't understand because, you know, they could be in God's presence in his perfect will. And there's a giant and they say, oh, maybe I did something wrong, whatever. No, 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 no. Enemies or adversaries, they let you know what God has called you to do. An adversary will let you know what God has. An adversary see something that see something in you that you don't even see in yourself but they can see that's why they would try to hinder you in accomplishing what god has called you because they can see the blessings of god in your life so you're going to have adversity you're going to have hindrances you're going to have giants and that is an indicator that you are in the canaan land i'm in god's perfect will so keeping that in mind, anything like that, anything good requires qualification. We have to be qualified. All right. You have to be qualified. And over in a book of Jude, it talks about contend for the faith. You are a, you contend, you are a, a contender for the faith. What does that mean? The devil consider you a worthy opponent. All right. After you become born again, you have your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. We got heaven. All right. But as Christians, we need to be concerned. Do the kingdom of darkness know you? If you read in Book of Acts, remember the seven sons of Sceva, they tried to cast out those demons. They said, "We we adjure you in the name of Jesus that Paul preached." And them devils came out and beat them boys up and said, Paul, we know, Jesus, we know, who are you? So you want to be known in hell. I did a teaching, I do remember the teacher I did. Oh, what in hell do you want? <laughs> what in hell do you want? There are certain things in hell that we want. There's recognition in hell. The devils know you. If they know, if you're really walking with God, the devils will know you. All right? The devils should know you in hell. So that's the qualification. We have to, we, we get qualified. And Jude said to be a contender for the faith. You are a worthy contender, a worthy opponent. The devil considered you a worthy opponent. All right? And so that's why he's, coming against you but we should not the scripture say beloved thinking that strange as these fiery trials try you all right when you walk with god the devil's supposed to mess with you that's what's supposed to happen we, we shouldn't be shocked all right you walking with god and believe in god for healing in your life when a sickness hits you you should not be shocked it's a cycle of faith roman chapter five we said when you, you can hope and you release your faith, the battle comes, the tribulation comes. 
What is that telling us? That my faith is working. So I should not. So beloved, think it not strange that these fiery trials try you because you're walking with God. All right. So the sea battle is a seed for territory. The next seed is confession. Confessing. Confession is the seed for mercy. Now, confess when we, we when you confess to God and say, "Lord, I'm sorry," you know, God will extend mercy where you don't deserve any mercy, but because you confess to Him, it 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 is the seed for mercy. But the next one is the seed of repentance. Repentance is the seed for forgiveness. Now, there's a difference between confession and repentance. Confession is, I got caught, I'm sorry. That's, and that's a seed for mercy. God would extend mercy on you. He does not extend forgiveness by confession. He extends, repentance is a seed for forgiveness. Repentance is, Lord, I am sorry. Please forgive me. And I will never do it again. Now you get forgiveness. Our penal system operates that way. When someone been in prison for years and years, they go before the promotion board, that promotion board they look, and they can tell whether you have repented or you just say, I'm sorry. So, what, so if they think that you have not repented, repentance means I'm sorry, I have renewed my mind, and I will not do it again. That's repentance. So you got a lot of Christians that they are confessing, but they're not repenting. That was a good word, wasn't it? I'm glad you said that. That was a good word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Christians, they're confessing, but they're not repenting. So confession is a seed for mercy. God give you mercy, but repentance is a seed for forgiveness. And that's how God forgives us when we admit it, acquit, admit it, quit it. <laughs> admit it and quit it and stop doing it. That's repentance. All right. So that's the seed of confession. Confession is a seed for mercy. Repentance is a seed for forgiveness. Number five, thankfulness is the seed for joy. If you, the, the, the scripture says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We get strength from God when we are in joy. But how do we get in joy? We have to see, sow seeds of thankfulness. We have to be thankful. I'm thankful, Lord. I'm thankful. Yes, I do not have a 10,000 member church, but Lord, I'm thankful for the ones that you have entrusted me to minister over. I am thankful for that. So I thank God every day for that. I thank the opportunity to minister to some people that come and I thank, I'm thankful that they have enough trust with God and with me that they allow me. You know, pastors, 
when you're in a pastoral position, you, the people have to allow you to minister to them. If they don't allow you, I don't, you can get up there and preach and talk and whatever. So the people have to allow you. They have to, they have, to have a season uh, of testing to, to, to determine whether I'm going to allow you to pastor me. All right? So being thankful for that. Thankfulness is the seed for joy. So when I'm thankful, I'm sowing those seeds of thankfulness, then I have a manifestation of joy, and now the joy of the Lord is my strength. I can continue on, irregardless of the adversities that come into ministry, because I'm thankful. All right? Hey, pastor, there's a family that just left the church. They ain't coming back. Okay, I mean, that's, that's not good. But I'm thankful for the ones who are still here. I'm thankful. So, so by sowing that seed, now I have strength to deal with the family that has left, whether God wants me to go and minister after them or just let them go, let them be, you know. And there are times when people could come here and, and you know, as a pastor, you have to realize, you got to realize that your ministry is not for everybody. <laughs> and that's okay. That's all right. Because you got some churches, you got some plumbing churches. Uh, you got some uh, carpenter churches. All right. And so, and then you got some uh, bricklaying churches. So if you got the bricklaying people, over in the church where they lay in carpet, you know, guess what they're going to hear all the time? They're going to hear carpet, carpet. And you're like, you're getting frustrated with, well, I'm in the brick land. All right. So El pastor, when you in tune, when you wise with God and sowing the seeds in the kingdom, you can tell that person, you can recommend them, hey, I noticed that you're a bricklayer. All right. And we are carpenter, carpentry church. That's a bricklaying church over there. Why don't you go over there? And, be, and I tell you what, I can call the pastor up and tell. <laughs> why is it why is it we don't see pastors do that? Because they worried about if they that 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 tithe and offering going out the door. But if you trust God, <laughs> if you're trusting God, you sowing uh, here at Sea Time and Harvest. God can minister to you like that. You can tell that some person, hey, hey, you know, we, we love you and everything, but we just, we might not be what you're looking for. And that's okay. Hey, I'm not, I have learned over the years, I know I'm not for everybody. My style of ministry is not for everybody. And I have no insecurities with If people say, man, I can't stand him, whatever. Cool, I know, cool. I'm not for everybody. But then there's some people, hey, I, I'm just like peanut butter and jelly to them. Man, you know? And that's and I'm thankful. All right. But I want to have a relationship with them that if I'm not for you, we want to keep our doors open just in case if you want to just come and just be blessed. Because we got other ministers here that they may be for you. Their style of ministry. People are on different faith levels and they walk with God. All right. I remember we had a lady uh, here a couple of years ago, remember Sister Chris, she, and she used to say, man, how you minister, man? This is like a master degree level. She said, I'm, I'm still in uh, kindergarten, you know? 
and she, she struggled when she came in. But, you know, we loved on her. We blessed her. And, you know, and she found another ministry and stuff. But that, that's okay. That's all right. You know, we, sow, we see time and harvest. All right? And then there are some people who will get to that level if they, they press through and they, they, they'll get to that level. But it's, it's okay to let people leave. Because we got to realize uh, people, sometimes people come in our lives for seasons, for different purposes, for different reasons. And if we get, and my wife and I, we had to learn this in ministry because at first when we first started, we got so attached to people. And then when people left to either do what God has called them to do, whatever, then we would feel hurt. And whatever. so we had to learn this, that, that people will come into your life for different seasons. Some will come into, into this ministry just to, uh, to be a blessing for us maybe to a couple of years, and then God will call them out. Some will come just to be here for encouragement, and then once they're done, God will move, move them away. So we can't get caught up in that because we do, we do then we'll be limited or hindered in the realm of the spirit because we look at that uh, Individuals that leave would have not realized this is seed time and harvest. Some plant it, some water, and God will give the increase. Amen? Amen. So thankfulness is the seed for joy. The next one is confrontation. Confrontation is the seed for change. We cannot be like that little dinosaur, dinosaur in Toy Story. I don't like confrontation. Especially if you're a man of God. Because <laughs> you there are some confrontations you, got, you, you have to have for a change to come about. So the seed of confrontation is for change. Anything that you permit, especially if sin, you know, if you're, you know, you're in the ministry and you're pastoring, if I permit, if I permit sin in the church, it will increase. So as a pastor, as the, as the under shepherd, I have to have, I have to sow a seed of confrontation. I have to confront some people. And hopefully by sowing those seed of confrontation in love and by faith, it will cause a change to that individual. So confrontation is a seed that has been given to us for change. And anything permitted will bring about increase. We don't want increase of sin. And see, now we live in a time now where the secular world system through the, the arm of religion has now silenced the voice of God through offense, everybody is so offended now. So now you like, you can't confront people if they are in sin or if they in error or if they just in misunderstanding, nobody want to be confronted. And so that's why we're not seeing any changes because the church has embraced the world when it comes to this offense. And we, you know, we studied the ministry of Jesus. Jesus always told his disciples, be not offended, don't get offended. Why is that? Often stops the anointed of God from working. So confrontation is a seed 
from the kingdom. You have to confront some things. You just take a deep breath and wait on God. Be led of the spirit. Always be led of the spirit when it comes to time. Don't do it out of the flesh. But be led. And a lot of times when we are led by the spirit and in a confrontation, God has already dealt with that person's heart or dealt with that situation. And then we can see the change. All right. But <laughs> as, a, as a pastor, I cannot allow the enemy to use the people to tie me or to keep me in bondage. Because once that occur, then we'll become a religious, dead, no power church. Because once you muzzle the ox that treaded out the corn, you're not gonna hear the voice of God. So we're going through the ritual, but we don't see no change. We don't see no power. All right. The next seed is called listening. <laughs> listening is the seed for knowledge. Listening and not selective hearing, but intense Holy Ghost listening. All right impression listening listening is the seed for knowledge all right you will gain knowledge by listening especially if you're in the ministry you need to listen when people are speaking then the holy spirit can cause a discernment that you can realize what's going on with that person based on by your listening seed sowing seeds of listening you can tell what's going on with that person what what they need what direction they need from god how, how you can minister to them. First of all, we have to learn how to listen to the voice of God, all right? And then we have to learn how to listen to people because listening is the seed for knowledge. Knowledge, things will be revealed to you. Things will be open to you based on the seed of listening. You know, you can listen to somebody you know, I mean, one time I listened to, uh, listened to somebody, and I think they talked to me for like an hour, two hours, and I didn't get a word in edgewise. They were just talking and talking, and I was just listening. And after the conversation, they said, well, you know, Pastor, I appreciate that. I had a great talk with you and everything. And I, and, I, and I didn't get an opportunity to say anything to them, but because I was listening to them, they got everything out, what they need to get out, and they, they were blessed. And I didn't say one thing. I didn't say one, one scripture. No, no, I just listened. People, we are now living in time that people are looking for people to listen to them. Not so quick to give them a scripture or to tell them, but to listen to them. And, and by listening to them, it also, you're listening to the spirit and the spirit will reveal to you exactly what that person needs in their life the seed of listening so listening is the seed for knowledge i said number one is what access is the seed for the opportunity number two battle is the seed for territory number three confession is the seed for mercy number four repentance is the seed for forgiveness 
Number five, thankfulness is the seed for joy. Number six, confrontation is the seed for change. Seven, listening is the seed for knowledge. And number eight, honor is the seed for access. Honor is the seed for access. If you want to have access towards someone, you need to learn how to come to them. God in his word taught us this when we were children and we really never got a hold of this. To have access for long life in our lives, God said to honor your father and mother. So honor is the seed to access. To have access to your parents to experience the blessings of God. So we have to come. You have, you just, and I teach my church here, you just, you, and, and it is not because I'm way up here, me and Sister Holloway way up here, and y'all, no, we are equal, but not equal with you. We are equal, I meaning we are believers, we are Christians like you are, but we are not equal because God has called us to a higher position than you. That doesn't mean that we are better than you, but we are in a different access, access form that you have to come to us with honor. Because we, because what? The kingdom of God operates by seed time and harvest. So this is seed. So when you sow the seed of honor, you can have access to us. You can't just come in my office and say, hey, look here, Cecil. Let me tell you something. I've been, no, no. First of all, I will say, turn around and leave my office. Because you're not going to have access to me that way. All right? But if you come in with honor, knock. This you do it. Knock. You know, we live in a generation that people just walk on in and, don't get no knock. And when after you knock, you have to do what? Wait until you are invited in. <laughs> See, these are principles that we 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 have we have forgotten. We and, and we wonder why we're not experiencing the harvest we want in our life. That's the same thing with God. God says what? He said, knock, and the door should be open. Ask, and it should be given to you. So there's a certain way we have to approach God. We can't just say, hey, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. And then one day gets me for years of ministry. I hear people in churches and past preachers, and especially when people, you know, how people get up and say, you know, I told the Lord that uh, you told the Lord. I, 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 can, I never can understand that, comprehend it. I told God. And then you hear, you have, we have heard preachers that when uh, they get up and say, yeah, the Lord told me to do something. And I said, I ain't done it. What? That's dishonor. That's a, and and, and that's, that's seeds of dishonor. And when you have seeds of dishonor, you won't have access to God. So a lot of, so, you know, you have to check yourself, you know, how do you, you know, we're supposed to reverently approach him. 
Okay, Paul says, come to the throne of grace with boldness. Boldness don't, don't mean you don't throw the doors open. Well, no, you are confident that you are born again. Christ lives in you. Uh, Jesus is your elder. So you, you, are in, you, you are in your righteousness that you can come in with confidence before a holy God in reverence, okay, and humiliation and realizing who he is. He's not just God or the man. And I really hate to hear people. He's man upstairs. Man of what? What man upstairs? All that's seeds of dishonor. And they wonder why they don't have access to God. Okay. That was number eight. Honor is the seed for access. So we sow the seed of honor. We can give access. Number nine, presentation is the seed for acceptance. Presentation, so on how you present yourself is, for, is the seed for acceptance. Accepting you, presenting yourself a certain way for acceptance. Number 10, words are the seeds for feelings. Words are the seeds for feeling words will express how we feel now we don't we don't take up residence in our feeling we don't camp out in our feeling all right why because feeling feelings operating in feelings and emotion is a great detriment towards our faith okay but words are the seeds for feelings we can express how we feel you can express your feelings unto god all right, in words. And like I say, we don't camp out there. We don't camp out. We don't stay in our feelings because that will short circuit our faith. We can't, because God doesn't operate by feelings. He operates by faith. But we can share. He, he understands our feelings of infirmity. He, know, he understands what we go through. We can share that with God, but we don't camp out in our feelings. You understand what I'm saying? We don't camp out there. And a lot of Christians have a tendency to camp out in their feelings and they, they can't receive the harvest of the blessing of God because they are resting in their feelings. All right? I tell our people, you know, hey, you know, you feel a certain way, feel it and get over it. Don't camp out in it. Just, yeah, you I, 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 don't, I don't feel right about that. Okay, don't feel right. Now get over it. It's that plain and simple. Because if you camp out there, you're going to get, you're going to sink lower and lower and lower into the things of uh, your flesh instead of the things of the spirit. So we got to deal with, we got to deal with feeling. Feelings has its place. Okay. And, you know, you don't, you know, don't try to feel God. Because, <laughs> you can, you know, there are times where the presence of God is evident and it will, it, it will, it will touch our natural being, but you cannot just rely. If I, you know, I have heard people, preachers and people, Christians in churches, if I don't, I can't serve a God that I can't feel. Well, you never going to serve God. So there's a whole lot of times when you're in the presence of God, you ain't feeling him. 
I like that. You ain't feeling it. I ain't feeling it. <laughs> yeah, but he, but his word says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. It's not determined on whether you feel it or not. It's determined by faith. He will never leave me nor forsake me. All right, so we don't want to camp out in our feelings. Number 11, pain is the seed for change. Pain is the seed for change. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired and sick and tired, you'll make a change. Pain is the seed for change. And when is change change? When is change? If it's not change, it's not change. Okay. So pain is the seed for change. And number 12, order is the seed for productivity. Order is the seed for productivity. If you, uh, Paul says in Corinthians, God does everything decently and in order. When you are in order, you can produce. You are productive. Anything out of order cannot produce effectively according to the kingdom of God principle. Because God is a God of order. Amen. God is a God of order. So God has order. I'm not talking about rituals or religious stuff. God has, he, he's a God of order. All right. God, to put it, God is a, is a, is a being of high standard. That's what I like to refer order to. He's a, he's a God of high standard. All right. Of excellence. All right, so there's a certain way we have to come into his, into his courts, into his presence, and a certain way we have to pray, all right, to get results, to be productive. There's a certain thing we have to do when it comes to finance. We have, he, he's got order. He said, bring all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. There's order. All right, so order is the seed for productivity. And 13, the last one. Number 13, a problem is a seed for recognition. A problem is a seed for recognition. Now, our brothers and sisters from Southeast, they are recognized in this ministry. Why is that? Because there was a problem and they sowed a seed. And that's how they got rid. They took care of our problem. So now this ministry, we recognize our brothers and sisters from Southeast. We recognize, they not just, they just not some white folks just walking down the streets. No, I mean, no, you're, they are recognized. Our children recognize y'all. Our ministry recognize y'all. Uh, the fellowship churches, that, they have heard of y'all and they recognize y'all. Because a problem is a seed for recognition. And, you know, and whether uh, y'all was aware or not, we had a problem. Y'all sowed a seed. And now that's why you recognize. God has placed that recognition among our church family, who we deal Family members know about y'all. Never even seen y'all, but they heard. Why? Because a problem is a seed. They handle the problem. 
Okay. Now, if they would have came here and uh, and like Brother Jeff asked Sister Holly, you know, you know what can do natural and everything, and they didn't do nothing. You know, she shared with them and said, "Just what?" And they didn't. You guys didn't do nothing. Y'all wouldn't be recognized. Wouldn't be recognized. But because a problem, it was a problem. And they sowed a seed to that problem, deal with that problem. They didn't look at the problem like, well, I don't know. That's, that sounds like a lie. All right. Then I would say, wait, what y'all here for then? Why y'all here? God didn't see that devil sent y'all. All right. No, God sent them. All right, because there was a problem. Sister Deidre saw there was a problem. She sowed a seed. We can correct that problem. Recognition comes from God. Are you seeing this? So recognition comes from God. This is all God. God gives a recognition. You know, they, they didn't come here trying to seek out recognition. They, a problem is a seed for recognition. So they saw, they saw a problem. They sowed the seed, and now God has recognized them. A seed time and harvest. So moving forward, we should ask God, show me where there are problems. And where there's a problem, and I can take care of that problem, the harvest of recognition. Don't try to, to get recognized on your own merit, on your own ability. If you want to be recognized or whatever, find a problem. Take care of that problem. Meet that problem. And God will bless you with the harvest of recognition. You will be recognized. And you will say, hey, hey, I, I know this, this is God. Because I wasn't trying to seek out recognition, but I was, I was seeking out a problem. That's the mindset we have to, I want to seek out a problem. Lord, show me where there is a problem. And when I take care of that problem, God will bring recognition to me. All right, so those are the 13. There, there are many others, but for sake of time, I, it's about like 100 of them. I'll be here all night. So I just pointed out, just took out 13. That was pretty good. But that's the law of the seed. Access is the seed for opportunity. Battle is the seed for territory. Confession is the seed for mercy. Repentance is the seed for forgiveness. Thankfulness is the seed for joy. Confrontation is the seed for change. Listening is the seed for knowledge. Honor is the seed for access. Presentation is the seed for acceptance. Words are the seeds for feeling. Pain is the seed for change. Order is the seed for productivity. A problem is a seed for recognition. All right, next week, we'll, I'll finish up on this little mini-series on seed time and harvest. Are there any questions, comments, or revelations? Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly 
at Cecil Holloway at yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.